So we know how animals make more animals. How do plants make more plants? With the help of animals, of course. Whether it's spreading seeds on the ground or getting animals to just eat them, plants have a unique way of passively sowing their wild oats. But the real magic is in pollination. We all know that bees are the masters of pollination, but Isaacson's Brazilian tree frog might just give them a run for their money. It all gets a little sticky here in life, death, and taxonomy. Welcome back to Life, Death, and Taxonomy. It's your 30 minutes of interesting animal information. I'm Joe. And I'm Carlos. Thank you to Cassie for the creation of our theme song. To hear more of Cassie's music, please search Cassie Michelle on YouTube or Spotify. And thank you to Johanna for the creation of this week's artwork. To check that out, you can visit us at our home on the web at ldtaxonomy.com. If you have not checked that out, if you've just been listening on Pocket Casts or Apple Podcasts, then you are missing out on just amazing artwork from all of our episodes all the way back to episode one it's we've had johanna do the this last like these last many episodes and we had brian do all the ones before that and just just peruse just peruse our library of animal pictures uh hand-drawn it's great mm-hmm. um visit us ld but like you use a hand in a stylus yeah it is, it is hand-drawn like hand-scooped ice cream doesn't it taste better when you know that a hand scooped it? <laughs> a grubby <laughs> hand just, just dug its fingers into your ice cream and plopped that <laughs> wet slop onto your on your plate, a plate of ice cream. You know how you eat ice cream. <laughs> what, um, what is this alternate dimension you're eating ice cream? <laughs> uh, and also a huge thank you to our patrons, Tristan Taylor, uh, Jesse Raspolich, Carol Raspolich, and Richard Kaspar. Uh, your... Uh, support is greatly appreciated thank you so much for making this show possible for helping us keep the lights on and for uh, just uh, you know you're giving us your support which means the world to us really Um, so thank you and today we're talking about a slimy little yellow guy but more on that later yeah yeah pretty uh Uh, good atama (laughs) We're talking about Gudetama. Oh, I forgot about Gudetama, the anime the egg yolk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's called the sad egg, but he's not even just an egg. He's just the yolk. The egg whites are his bed. He's a he demonic... He's a, he's a possessed yolk. He's possessed? I mean, he he's an, he oh, was because... he was an, an, an inanimate object that's just been given life. If, All if, anthropomorphized objects are demon possessed he looks like he would be right at home in a miyazaki movie and all of those things are like demon possessed but i mean like some in those movies demons are like or spirits yeah. not necessarily good or bad well he it is sanria so it's the same universe as hello kitty and that's a demon <laughs> <laughs> very clearly a very lucrative demon um there, there's there's uh Wormwood, and then there's Hello Kitty. <laughs> but what are we talking about? We're talking about. Hold on. <laughs> Let me get the computer voice to tell me what I'm what we're talking about. 
Oh, you can read this one. It, it, it looks more complicated than it is. Is Exxon's? Isaacson's. Oh, my gosh. It does look more complicated than it is. <laughs> Isaacson's I- Brazilian tree frog. It's Isaac if you spelled Isaac, I-Z-E-C-K. <laughs> it's, it's Isaac if you were 90s radical about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, Isaac would be I-Z-I-Q-E. Q-U-E. Isaac. <laughs> it's I-Z-E-C-K-S-O-H-N. So that has like a Scandinavian feel to it. Like I guess, Isaac, yeah. Isaac's son. Yeah, I guess. So That's it's it. the son of Isaac. So Esau. This is Esau's Brazilian tree frog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Edomite Brazilian tree frog. But yeah, we're going to call it here the uh, the Germanator. The uh, fruit of the bloom. And... Pollination army gonna because get it because frogs. Oh are yeah, army. yeah, I have a joke about that later. Ah, I stole your thunder. The first two are courtesy of Bibby, Germinator and Fruit of the Bloom. Um, that's pretty. Those are very good. Yeah, considering. And it's, I, I, I was downstairs right before recording this, and I said. Oh, by the way, we're doing a tree frog that pollinates and it eats fruit. Uh, well, what's what's you know? Get, give it, give it to me. Like, what what are the uh, uh, text me some uh, nicknames? Um, and, she, and she did in like minutes. So <laughs> she's she's just she's hiding it under a bushel. It just it just emerges. The a city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. You know. <laughs> Uh, would you like to hear what science calls this? Yeah, I would. To the kingdom, you know, love and are in the kingdom animalia. It's in the phylum chordata. It's in the class amphibia, amphibians. That's salamanders. It's in the order anura. That's frogs. <laughs> it's in the fi- family hylidae. That's hylians. Uh, like Link. oh, you're you're playing tears of the kingdom. Yeah. Uh, it's actually a wide-ranging family of frogs. Um, it's in the genus Xenohyla. Or is it Xenohyla? I'm thinking because it's Hylidae, it's Xenohyla. Xenohyla, yeah. Uh, it's in the species Truncata. Xenohyla truncata. Yeah. So you may have an upper hand because there's some, there's some uh, noticeable linguistic elements to this nomenclature mm-hmm. uh, because this brings us to nitty gritty nomenclature. Since we already know that if frogs join and uh, together to form an army, um, let's talk about what Xenohyla truncata means in English doesn't mean a strange short forest, B truncated foreign lover, C outer cloven toe, or D shortened new tree. It's just like all of them are just 
three words. Red Outer... jumpsuit apparatus. Outer uh, cloven toe. Sounds like a red herring because it's too perfect. What? Give me the other ones again. Strange short forest, truncated foreign lover, outer cloven toe, and shortened new tree. I'm going to go with the cloven toe. Final answer. You've caught yourself a red herring. Ah. Uh, Was it the tree? It is strange short forest. Xeno means strange. Hyla oh, is it, forest or woods. I fully, even before you gave me the, the options, I thought it was like outside or outer because yeah. of the way that it lives on the coast. Like on the, like it doesn't, the, if you look at its range, it's like very coastal. I was like, oh, maybe it's going to be like the outer edges of the country. So it's like. I thought you were, you would, because I was not necessary. I when I learned that Xeno meant strange, um, I that was a bit of an eye opener because based on the way that people use the word xenophobia these days, you'd think it means foreign. Um, yeah, or, that's what I thought. It was like out, outs- fear of outsiders, right? But it's just it's. I mean, literally, it means fear of strange things, um, mm. which is a human trait. <laughs> Turns out uh, being a little bit off put by strange things is kept us alive. But it's Um, not a raccoon trait. We learned. Right. Uh, Um, But yes, uh, Xenohyla truncata and truncata means what it sounds like. Truncated, shortened, cut. Um, So, yeah, strange short forest. But uh, Hyla could also be use it, it means forest or wood but it could also mean uh it could be a metonym for like forest frog so you could say strange short forest frog but, hmm. but yeah such a meta little nim uh okay <laughs> <laughs> do you want to know what it looks like i do that was my best thanos impression thanos yeah, when, I guess. Yeah, he does sound like exasperated a lot. Well, when when Tony's like, "You know my name," it's like, "I do." You're not uh, the only one cursed with knowledge. And then they don't expand on that ever. But you know, uh, Brazilian tree frogs are brown, bright yellow, or yellow orange with lighter underbell- underbellies, as is the way. This is the way. Yeah, young frogs have a white stripe down their sides because. A seven-nation army couldn't hold them back. <laughs> there we go. Uh, but they, this is a pollen nation. So did you say, because did you say that? I said pollen Joke nation because army? of the white stripe that the juveniles have? No, I said it because pollen nation army has, it sounds very similar to seven-nation army. <laughs> wow. So... It has nothing to do with the white stripes. I didn't even. We know came that. to the white stripes from two different roads. Yeah, That's all incredible. roads lead to white stripes. <laughs> so they have dark reddish brown eyes. They're shaped like a tropical t- tree frog, sitting flat against the surface, with powerful legs coiled up for a leap. Um, tree frogs maintain constant moisture, which gives it a glossy sheen. 
And I can confirm that they are kind of cute. They have big eyes. They're bright yellow. They're striking. And they got the, you know, big wet eyes, like anime style. So mm. that's the cu- what The cutest cute eyes makes. are the wettest ones, I say. Yeah. I don't care who I don't care who disagrees eye. with me. <laughs> dry eyes are gross. <laughs> yeah, get some clear eyes. Oh, I uh, I I only think it's it's only eyes that are wet with tears. <laughs> Which is, oh, in my house is like that's all, that's all the eyes. Tears of the kingdom more Every, like. Everyone is weeping in this house. <laughs> but not gnashing teeth. Um and that's okay. So let's uh, talk about the size and dimensions. Welcome to the beloved Measure uh, measure Up segment, the official listener's favorite part of the show. The part of the show when we present the animal size and dimensions in relatable terms through a quiz that's fun for the whole family. It's also, it's also part of the show that's introduced by you when you send an audio of yourself saying, singing, or chittering the words Measure Up into LDTaxonomy.com. Uh, we don't have a new Measure Up intro this week, which means we get to hear from a tree frog and have that introduce the show. I noise. love when the thing is something we can hear from. I, I I prefer to hear from the listener, but if I can't, I'd like to hear from the animal itself. Without further ado. It means ado, our ears are about to be assaulted by something, something horrendous. Probably commercial. Without further ado, the listener's favorite part of the show. That's that a common pretty, tree frog. That was pretty Goose. good because most of the videos, you say without further ado, but there's usually a lot of ado before we actually get to hear the person. The, the listener the, the never speak. hears the accidental ads that I play. Oh, or or what about like the long like? This no. is a this is a two minute video with one squawk from the from the bald eagle or something. Like I that usually at the very try. End. Sometimes I'll leave it in, especially if we note if it's notable and we talk about it afterward for too long, I'll leave leave in a little bit of the silence, but I try not to like all the hiccups that come with trying to play a YouTube video live. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I try not to leave them in, but this is the time, the age of measure up where we are trying to do an exercise in empathy. And that doesn't mean the answer, the questions will be easier. What it does mean is that they will be about stuff that Carlos is interested in. <laughs> the age of measure up has has come. The age of empathy. <laughs> the age has of come. measure up empathy. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we, this is usually a segment about the stuff that I'm interested in this week. But since Carlos has to go through the turmoil of answering math questions, let's let's try to let's try to put ourselves in a, in Carlos's shoes. What does he want to hear about? Uh, okay, so let's talk about length. It's between three and four centimeters, or one point five inches. How many tree frogs go into the barrel length of the fabled Colt Buntline Special? Buntline. Here's a hint: the Colt Buntline was a revolver des- described by Stuart N. Lake. In his largely apocryphal biography of Wyatt Earp, the pistol was said to be a custom version of the Colt single-action army revolver. 
However, it is possible that Lake willed the gun into existence because there is no record of the pistol's existence before his book was published. So he might have described it. People thought it was interesting and cool, and then they made it for real. So this is a this might be a situation of real life reflecting art instead of the other way around. Right. So I imagine it's like a really long barrel. I have seen some of those revolvers with just like rifle barrels on them. Most revolvers have like a <clears throat> I think those just standard revolvers have like a four inch barrel. So imagine it's longer than that. See, you have a stuff you have a frame of reference for. But you didn't give it to me. I anchored myself. No, but I'm saying because you know you're interested in guns, you have a frame oh, of reference. It's better than mountains. <laughs> or and whenever you say whenever I hear events. of uh, Wyatt Earp, I think of Wiley Burp from Five Will Goes West. <laughs> Which I didn't know as a kid that that was a reference to a real historical person. And now that I do, that's really funny. Yeah, it is really funny. Highly burp. (laughs) Um, I'm going to say this was a 20-inch barrel. Is that a final answer? Oh No, no, because my final answer is... Teen frogs go into the length of his barrel. Uh, okay, the barrel of the Colt Bunt line was said to be 12 inches uh, or 300 is... millimeters long. So that is uh, less than, uh, more than six, a little more than six, seven. How many frogs is that? I didn't do the math. Why didn't I do the math? 12. <laughs> 12 yeah, divided by 1.5. Eight. A little more than seven, also known as eight. <laughs> <laughs> so I was thinking a comically long uh, Me revolver too. barrel. And I typed in longest revolver barrel or longest pistol barrel. And it gave me this, and I was like, this is not the longest, but it's interesting because it's history. Because you have those, like, pistol carbines, which are technically pistols, but they are uh, they're set up like rifles. Yeah. So that they, those have really long barrels. Well, I assume there would be something that was comically long, like something that's not functional at all, but they made it because they can. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was envisioning is just this... The, like the thing longer from Futurama. <clears throat> <laughs> no, it's just 12 inch. It does look long. Like it doesn't look like it looks like uh, someone did someone stretch that normal Western revolver. This they stretch it a little bit. Is yeah, but just... a 20 inch barrel is like you could shoot people or use it as a pool cue. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, there's that. Now I scoured sh- for a short amount of time, I scoured for their weight. But, you know, it, this thing was just discovered when I was seven years old watching The Lion King. So they haven't had a lot of time to f- pick it up and measure. Uh, and put it on a weight. scale. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's only been, you know, 20-something years. Yeah. But uh, with a, with, instead, we're going to talk about the size of the genus. There are only two frogs in the genus Xenohyla. Um, the other is Xenohyla eugenioi, eugenioi, which is native to northeastern Brazilian rainforests. So how many Xenohyla sizes, two, go into the number of human babies born each day? Do you know what, which one of the, the, your interests this is? <laughs> <laughs> yeah i would definitely say this plays to uh a bigger part of my life than guns <laughs> um uh, here's a hint today there were around 607 born in florida alone doesn't that sound crazy like you know there's a lot of people but there's there was 600 new people in the state I live in right now. <laughs> Today. Um, but then it's like, how many people died in the state of Florida? From rattlesnake bites and alligator chomps. And being old. And blowing themselves up as Florida man. Or being eaten by a tiger that you own. Um <laughs> People born worldwide in one day. And there's Oh my gosh. Six Arkansas. Six and a half billion people. Which I only remember from Doctor Who episodes because he kept saying there's six billion people down there. Um twenty five are born every hour in Florida. Well, we'll be adding to that statistic whatever hour our <laughs> latest will be born. Um, I'm going to say a million. Just because I don't feel like thinking about this. I, I, I don't think that thinking about this anymore will help. <laughs> um. So the answer is 500,000 uh, because there's two members of the genus Xenohyla. Final answer? Yep. The correct answer is inexplicably 192,000. Wow, so there's only like 400,000. 385,000, yeah. Which you think like if 600 were born in just Florida, how could there not be millions in the world? Me. Let me just make sure that wasn't just a, no. Uh, there are a lot of there? people in Florida, though, uh, comparative to a lot of other places. Most other places, I, you could probably make the case that most other provinces. Ten thousand born per day in the United States. And uh, there's been a 10,157 so far today. Yeah, oh, that just averages 200 per state. So since we got 605, that means Alaska got like a negative three. Alaska had 27. 
Well, hopefully we're outpacing uh, the death rates. Otherwise, Elon Musk is right, and we're going to have a major population crisis in the next <laughs> little bit. Uh, well, um, that's it for that. Would you like to hear some fast facts before we get into the major fact? I sure would. The Brazilian tree frog can be found in the southern border, uh, from the southern border of Espirito Santo down to oh, Ilha da Marambiai. I don't know. Is that A-I-A? How do you pronounce that in Spanish? Aya? Yeah. It enjoys tropical, <laughs> moist, broadleaf forests, also called restingas, which sounds nice. I want to I wanna go rest at a restinga. Um, I'm going to take a siesta at a restinga. If you were to turn over one of these broad leaves to find a tree frog, it might put its head down, spread out its limbs, and puff up to frighten you and any other would-be predators off. Um, this, this action might not, if it doesn't frighten you, maybe it will um, break up the frog's pattern and make you lose sight of it. Uh, they breed in temporary pools and puddles uh, that form during seasonal rains. Um, which st- isn't rainforest like raining all the time. Maybe it rains it's raining quite a bit. It's raining right now, probably. Um, and then I'll cut this out if it's too much of your major fact, but a fact that could have been major if it weren't for another more major fact is the fact that they are the only frugivorous frog in the world that we know about. Yeah, And I'll leave the rest of that for later on. But because they eat particular plants that contain toxic alkaloids, they too have toxic skin. If you eat it, you might damage your kidneys or liver. Um, So don't eat it. If you're walking through the rainforest and you see a brightly colored frog and you eat it. That's on you. Yeah. That's that's kind of on you. Yeah. That's survival of the fittest right there. And you've just been (laughs) selected straight out. If it's easy to see, don't eat it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if it looks like it wants you to eat it. Yeah. It's little... either a, a, a poison dart frog or a Tide Pod, and you shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I, either way, you're going to be in for a rough ride. <laughs> uh, but I'm going to leave it there. Um, uh, do you have any big facts? Yeah, I've got the major fact, which I... Forgot I had initially called Pollination Army before I turned it into a <laughs> before I decided to move it up to the uh, one of the the nicknames. But um, yeah, so as you mentioned, most frogs eat mostly insects. That's their main source of food. Uh, they are carnivores, even though they're not in the order Carnivora. Um, but this frog is one of the only ones in the world to eat exclusively fruit. Like you said, it's frugivorous. It's frugal and frugivorous. It's been frugiven. Um, (laughs) But it doesn't just eat fruit. It cultivates it. Uh, So the Brazilian tree frog, or Isaacson's Brazilian tree frog, uh, is the only frog on earth uh, that we know of that might actually pollinate flowers. 
like a bee. Uh, so we don't talk farming. Yeah, we don't talk too much about plants here on Life, Death, and Taxonomy. We're mostly uh, concerned with one kingdom to rule them all. And that's Animalia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but you might be surprised to learn that they need to, the plants need to reproduce uh, just like animals need to reproduce. Uh, but since they can't move to get their groove on, they have to have a much more passive way of knocking boots and reproducing. A huge part of their reproduction is a result of seed dispersal and pollination. So some plants release their seeds into the wind, they drop them on the ground, or they wrap their seeds in tasty treats, aka fruit, uh, so that animals will eat them and then poop them out somewhere else, planting the seed. Uh, But plants also need to get their DNA from one plant to another in order to preserve genetic diversity. Uh, And they do this by pollination, meaning that they either release pollen into the air or animals uh, that eat their nectar or fruit carry pollen from one plant to another of the same species. Uh, So if you've ever wondered why plants provide fruit, it's because fruit has seeds in it and it wants to get eaten. Uh, it wants to be found. It's like the one <laughs> ring. Um, and it wants to be, it wants those seeds to pass through a digestive system and be deposited elsewhere um, in order to grow more trees. So the Brazilian tree frogs love, or the Isaacson's Brazilian tree frogs love the fruit of the milk fruit plant. Uh, and they also love to eat the nectar of its flowers, which is also a pretty unique thing among frogs is, is eating nectar. So they'll all get together on these plants and they'll jostle around and eat the, as they eat the fruit and lap up the nectar. Um, but their skin will get covered in these pollen grains. This is pretty much exactly the way bees pollinate. Um, they go and they collect nectar uh, to bring back to the hive. And as they do that, they land on these the, the sections of the flower that deposit pollen on them that stick to them and then they take it to other flowers and deposit it and and that's how the uh, reproductive system of plants or flowers work at least and this is germinates them so they are the germinator they're unstoppable you can't reason with it (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you can only hope to slow it down Um, so they actually end up doing both seed dispersal and pollination because they'll eat the fruit but they'll also collect the, the they'll also get the, the pollen stuck to them. And so they will bring that pollen to other plants and then they'll also poop the seeds out somewhere else, which causes the growth of new plants. So uh, that's, I mean, it's, that, that, that's pretty much it for the major fact. I mean, it's, a, it's a, a, the only frog that we know of that eats fruit and it also manages to cultivate the, that fruit as it as it eats on completely on accident it's not like yeah oh look at this very intelligent frog that's farming fruit uh it's look at this frog that's doing that's eating the thing that it loves and it, it just happens to <laughs> make more of the thing that it loves as it eats and poops look at this frog that's forsaken the bug way and has decided to be fruit a frugivore yeah that's a two that's kind of a twofer because it's crazy that they eat fruit Frogs don't do that. They usually eat anything that fits in their mouth that moves. Uh, in fact, we talked about a bug that tricks a frog by moving in a certain way. 
um, a long time ago. Yeah, the uh, Epomus beetle. Yeah. So it's funny that, like, these frogs have been, like, decided to eat the fruit, which is smart to do if you live in a rainforest. There's lots of fruit. Yeah, these these frogs are like, hmm. On one hand, we could eat insects, and some of those insects will kill us slowly from the inside out if we try to eat them. Or, now hear me out, we could eat f- just these delicious sweet fruits that are static and we don't have to chase them or... And they and they will not try to kill us. So yeah, all I mean, all, they, all, all uh, everyone who wants to eat the fruit say I. The eyes have it. All right, we're going, <laughs> we're we're going up the street to eat the fruit. I'm glad that they have a parliamentary system. Yes, <laughs> they have representatives they, from each uh, from each genus. <laughs> there's two. There's it's, there, a, it's a bipartisan. There's no system. pollination without representation. <laughs> um. They do supplement with insects when the moon strikes and when the, and the moon strikes when the fruit's not available, but they're not above eating a bug, but man, you got to imagine as soon as an animal gets a, a taste of that sweet, sweet, sweet forest fruit, they're on their adaptational train to frugivortum. Yeah. It's that, it's that sugar dopamine release. You know, yeah. But you just don't get from a, from a crunchy, uh, bland cricket unless you've got some like, like salt and vinegar on it or like some sour cream and onion. Mm-hmm. Then the crickets really like flavors really pop. You know, we should. I want us to do that, but instead of going from being like these omnivores that pr- primarily eat meat and vegetables, I want us to go from that to being ice cream vores. We primarily eat ice cream. Um, that can would be change, great. Can we change our our metabolism and digestive systems to to primarily function on ice cream? That would be great. Yeah. But then you have the ice cream wars, and now you're back to eating meat, and you can't digest it well. The ice uh, cream wars. <laughs> I mean, one side loves hand scooped ice cream. <laughs> The other side says it's really unsanitary. <laughs> and that's unacceptable. That's hogwash. Yeah, and they fought and killed each other and and then we had to go back to meat and salt. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. But yeah, that's the uh that's Isaac Sons. Brazilian tree. I don't know why. It's, yeah, it's like this weird Scandinavian name, and then it's a Brazilian tree frog. It's, this Isaac Sons does not look Brazilian at all. <laughs> but it's yeah, probably some Swedish guy that went over to Brazil and said, "I'm naming this after me, the son of Isaac." Yeah, and and when I was watching The Lion King and seven years old, doesn't that seem? It's always great. I know people discovering frogs like all day every day but it's funny whenever you see like oh 1990s in a discovery in a discovery column on wikipedia yeah and in a in a few weeks we're going to cover a fish that they just discovered like a month ago so that'll be interesting Hmm. but yeah you got anything else that's all i got all right that was Isaacson's Brazilian tree frog. For you out there in Podcastia, 
pick your favorite fruit. Slurp up some tasty nectar and cover yourself in pollen like Isaacson's Brazilian drink frog here in life, death, the taxon. Hey Taxonomy Titans, I just want to remind you that we now have a Patreon. Patrons can see full video episodes and get shoutouts on the show. But ultimately, it's a way for you to help us cover some costs and get even better. Still, reviews are the best way to help us grow. So if you haven't left one yet, we'd really love to hear from you. As always, thanks for listening and engaging. <laughs> or if you what live in Jacksonville in the spring, you will be covered in pollen whether you do it or yourself or not.